Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome to another podcast. I'm Mike Keck, the lead associate pastor at Rock Family Church. And I am Dean Hawk, and we are glad to have you guys joining us, either uh, live by video or audio. Hey, Accelerate Conference is just around the corner. If you have not signed up or you need more information, check out AcceleratePastors.com. It's going to be an amazing conference. You do not want to miss it. And here's what's cool. It's just around the corner. It's September 1st. It's a one-day conference. Uh, You can join us online for a live simulcast or come and uh, uh, it's on a Thursday and then it's Labor Day weekend. Skip your church. Come hang out in Colorado. It'll be fun. Yes, I did. I did. (laughs) But uh, here's what's cool. Here's Here's what I want guys to know. This is not a huge conference. This is not a big name conference. This is Mike and I and my wife Kim are going to be the anchor uh, communicators. And but our goal is our staff is here. Um, we are in and around before and after every session. This is a hands-on coaching session, and uh, and so we'd love to have you come, get to know you, and that you can build some great friendships. It, you don't want to miss it. We did it before, and it was an awesome, awesome, awesome testimonies. Hey, before we dive into today's topic, uh, Sunday night I was having a, we had our elders leadership prayer time, and uh, I said we need to pray about this whole election thing, and uh, I didn't even have it. I, I, but I took the lead, and we were having this prayer time, and I took the lead, and I went, here is the approach, pastors. Here is the approach to this whole election circus. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but everyone's trying to pick sides, and I'm not going to vote. I should vote. And, I, and here is the way I prayed, and I, I believe it's the heart of God. It, it matches scripturally. Mm-hmm. Is I just challenged our leaders. I said, what if we prayed for a spirit of God renewal, revival in both Trump and Clinton? Pray for them both to have a God encounter of the Most High Pray that they both have people come across their path to share share and show God's love and light and liberty, that they both would have a move of God. What if we as a church were to pray that way? So, so we win regardless. Right. So it's a I win-win. Mean, I mean, <clears throat> seriously, uh, you know, I know some of you are struggling in your faith. Well, could God do that? But yeah, God turned Saul to Paul. And so right. I think we have two people that could qualify for a, a, a Holy Spirit makeover. So, All right, so. Are you doing the Clinton and Hillary on your bumper sticker? Are you doing both? Is I'm just going to say pray for both. I'm praying, <laughs> I'm praying for both. I'm just asking, you know. I'm voting for ask. one, praying for both. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. we got to get going. I wanna, hey, today I we're going to talk about little things that make a big difference. Everyone does major things, but there's little things that you could adjust in your services, um, in children's, every area. And we're going to kind of dive into and look at a lot of different things um, through a lot of different eyes. So give us some examples. Well, and a lot of these you're going to go, no kidding, Sherlock. I (laughs) I knew that. But I'm just trying to, to say, here are some things that we have tweaked and dialed in over the years that what... You and I take for granted a lot that we just do. I know when we've yep. had new staff come on, they're like, why, why do we do that? Yep. Why do we do that? Um, and so so here's a great example. Um, I, even, I even catch my wife on this. Uh, we do not take up or take an offering. We receive uh, tithes and offerings. You say, well, you're splitting hairs here, but here's, here's the whole goal in all these little things is... 
They are subliminal small things that could tweak, dial, or change an attitude. And someone might not say, you know, hands in the air, I'm taking your money. <clears throat> yep. Uh, but it could cause a negative feedback that here we're here to take. Take means to grab the offering or, hey, we're going to ask the ushers to come forward. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings. Receiving, I think you put it best. Receiving, I put my hands out. and like you, the buckets. You put it in, yep. not we're going to take, take it out of your pocket. So uh, uh, That's good. That's good. I, Go ahead. Hit You hit one. Uh, Christmas cards are hand-addressed. Um, you know, for years, I remember getting them, and I'm sure some people right now are going, what do you mean hand-addressed? We're not just running the little address labels, labels and slapping them on there. Um, they're hand addressed. There's something about when you go to the new or when you go to um, your mailbox, you pull it out and you go, "Oh, it just looks like business, business, business." But when it's handwritten, you're like, "Who's yep. this from?" It looks totally different than your normal mail. Yeah. And now here's another <laughs> secret, and I hope none of our members are listening to this. Um, I started doing this years oh, ago. Oh, jeez, you're gonna say it. I am. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Um, I used to when the church was smaller. If you have a smaller church, I would literally handwrite. I would start writing about Halloween, and I would handwrite a personal note in every card. Came to a place that I just couldn't keep up. To I would have to be starting in July yep. to write everyone. So what I did is I found that if I wrote on a white piece of paper a personal note, uh, we could run that bad boy through our copier and people come up, I'm so, that is so neat that you wrote a personal note in my card. Because I don't know about you guys, but I, I if there's no personal note and it just is stamped their name, uh, I just flip it in the trash. Yep. So uh, getting getting you ready for Christmas, Okay. Because you want them to put it on the fridge. Right. And while we're in the Christmas mode, um, we saved ourselves. Our cleaning people loved us this last Christmas. And so you might want to start looking for these. Uh, You know, we love having the candlelight service, but handing children fire and the biggest problem is wax. We shifted to the LED candles. And honestly, by the time you bought the plastic holder so the wax won't drip and the candle, uh, we, we... it was not that much more expensive. I think we might have lost a few to a few children who Which is pocketed them, but that was cool. Your Anyways. cleaning person will thank you. Yes, yes. Your cleaning person will thank you. All right, hit this one. I've got one here. Hey, communion. Um, so pre-packaged, we pass them out at the beginning of service. You might have to show exactly how it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People um, watching, if you're if you're listening, you can't see it. But it's it's a basically pre-packaged cup of juice with the wafer on top. And we've had people sticking knives in these. But if you just flick these, then the thing comes up. And then here's why we do this, gang. Uh, I love communion and communion service. And uh, here's some neat things we've done on communion is when our church uh, services were a little bit smaller, we had a little bit more time. We would have the trays and we never pass the trays. Here's we part of our vision is we talked about that is family. family. And so we would have the heads of household come up and get the communion elements. And we had those little styrofoam plates and they would get enough cups and enough pieces of bread. And then we empowered them to go back to their families to serve their family. And so we had a communion time. During more not, so. yeah, not everybody chink, chink, and we're done. <laughs> we kind of paused. So now with uh, our attendance, it just was too long to have people go forward or pass the trays. So we we cut off literally five to seven minutes of communion passing. Oh, for sure. 
by uh, giving these to everyone when they come in, and then we still encourage them to have their family. So that's time. pre-packaged communion elements. They are more expensive, I will tell you, but the headache of prep and time and all that. Um, They're a lot easier. So you might think we're cheesy that we do that, but that's what we do. Every Sunday morning, ushers do what? Oh, I love our ushers. (laughs) They come in and they straighten the chairs. We have a small tape mark where the corner of every, you know, we've got the chairs probably like many of you that it kind of makes a snake. They attach, but it kind of makes that snake. And once again, I want people to walk into our auditorium and you can tell when it's when it's straight lines, straight line, looks crisp, looks good. And so it's a little thing. I know it, but we want them to do that every service. Police the rows, straighten the rows, put pens back in the pocket and and make it look as good for second service as it was first. For sure. Uh, We keep the lights on. Yeah. So well, and not all the way. Not all the way. Explain that. (laughs) So uh, praise and worship starts. Service starts. We have the little welcome. Um, First song. We don't go straight to black. And the reason why is because people are usually saving seats. They're checking in their kids and they're trying to find their families. And, and they're adjusting is, to the sunlight outside. Oh my gosh. And especially in Colorado, there's a lot of sun. And so they can't see anything. And so uh, we keep the lights on, not all the way on. Um, we usually run about uh, 75% for the first song and then we bring them down to about 50%. Um, but we definitely do not turn them all the way off because we want people to feel welcomed again. It's all about people feeling welcome. People feeling like... You know, it's not an awkward situation finding your family at church. I was speaking at one church many years ago, and I felt like I needed to have an usher with a flashlight to get into. (laughs) Well, some churches have that. Where are we at? And if you've got the ushers with flashlights, that can work. If you can know all the families. Yeah, if you know who's there. Um, Something else we do with water baptism that I love. Uh, it's it's powerful to see is there's nothing in scripture that says the man of God, the woman of God has to baptize. And so if we're going to have children or teenagers getting baptized, we really kind of encourage the mom or dad or one or both to be the one to baptize them. Yeah. And sometimes they feel a little intimidated, but I think it's baptism is such a powerful event. And, uh, and I love when we've had whole families get baptized. Oh, yeah. Dad, one of our ministers, will baptize the dad first. Dad will stay in the tank then and baptize uh, his wife and their two or three kids or teenagers. Um, man, that just could make a grown man cry. And and you have to coach them because you you say, I baptize you in the name. And they say, baptize you in the name, the Father, the Son. And some people just, they, they know exactly what to do because they memorized it. Um, and some are really nervous. But, you know, it's it's an amazing. And they don't have to get in. The big pool. Right. They well, with ours, the they can, with ours. ours, they can do that from the outside. And, and and who cares if they say, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, I baptize you in Jesus' name. Let's just get them in the water and, and <laughs> uh, you know, don't make them uh, overloaded there. Uh, I love the next one. <laughs> uh, something we do that uh, I, I have done from my student ministry days 25, 30 years ago is uh, every week, the every time you come into a service, it's on our app as well. But uh, uh, you can download the notes to the sermon on the app, or you can. We give a a basically a half sheet. It's usually folded in half, and it's my sermon notes, and it's a fill in the blank note page. And some of you might say, "Well, why do you do that? What's yep. what's the goal?" Uh, when the church first started years ago, a dad came up to me, and he has three teenage sons, and he comes up and he goes, "How do you do it?" 
I go, what? And I thought he was mad. He goes, why do you, how do you do it? He's like irritated. And I go, what? He goes, my three boys are taking <laughs> notes in church. That's awesome. What are you, how are you doing that? And I said, it's the power of the blank. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what the blank is. And you're more spiritual <laughs> if you can figure it out before the pastor gets there. But here's what I've found is it, is it helps people know where you're going. They see an ending to the sermon. and <laughs> They know when you're going to end. But uh, they're sticking it in their Bible. They're putting them in a notebook. They're it's taking reminding. them home. And now the message takes on another level of learning from just, I heard it, to I'm not only hearing it, but I'm seeing it. And they're seeing it on their notes. They're seeing it on my TV. Uh, and pastors, I, you know, we'll do a whole other set on yep. media. But I teach with a 60-inch TV on the stage with me, and that's where the scriptures go. And And you've seen Andy Stanley, Craig Groeschel, all the oh, yeah. big guys do it. Um, but I've done it, and I enjoy it. But uh, it just helps people uh, not only hear the message, but see the message and, and remember it. And, and, and if you're not using YouVersion, YouVersion Bible, um, they actually have a live event. It's free. Free. Let me say that again. Free. You upload your notes on it. And people could actually log on to YouVersion. They go to live events. It actually says what what churches are close to you. You, you have them click there, and it gives all the notes. It's free. Um, check it out because we def, we do that. We run YouVersion through our app. Um, but you don't even have to have an app, and you could actually run your YouVersion and have your sermon um, notes live. Um, and not only that, they advertise your services. So anybody that's on there looking for a service, they click it. And it shows. And you're actually going to be doing a, a breakout session on yeah. all the media things. Uh, we've got an app. Mike will be doing a breakout session at, at the conference. Right. Uh, if, you, if you're on live feed, it won't be on there that I know of. It's just the general sessions are live. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I know everyone asks, what kind of database do you guys use? Uh, what works? What doesn't work? Uh, oh, we'll go to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, what database do you guys use? Uh, what works? What doesn't work? We were on Fellowship One for a number of years. The last four or five years, we've been on Church Community Builder, yep. CCB. Uh, I highly prefer CCB. It's um, easy. And uh, it's a great tool, and that's a whole nother media session. But for our database, giving, emails, uh, volunteer coordination, uh, checkout. Scheduling. Yeah. Everything. Anything and everything. Check them out. And then, uh, Mike, your favorite. Uh, give us this one. I didn't realize I missed it, but go ahead. I burn the bulletins. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you're still using bulletins, um, I could save some I trees. Fought, I fought Mike tooth and nail on this. And not because I'm a tree hugger at all. Just because <laughs> it was just paper you're picking up after service. People are not taking it home. People are not reading the bulletins. They're writing their little notes, their shopping list on And it them. is an electronic age. Yes, it is. So burn the bulletins. Um, so what, so we, what do, do we do, yeah. we have video announcements, which is another one. Um, having your live announcements, I, I get it. If you don't have the video equipment, you're, you're not there yet, then stay with it. But if you could limit that opportunity of going live announcements and going video announcements, it will cut off minutes, sometimes five, ten minutes off your service. Um, then the pastor's wife that's going up there and true. saying, I'm just going to talk and I'm just going to talk. Which, what are you saying about Kim? I, you, nothing. <laughs> Pastor's wife. We have video announcements, so nothing. Um, um, so we use the, we call it the Pulse, and we do video announcements. So we don't need to have um, advertisements in the bulletin. And then weekly pastor emails. You're huge on this, and you're great at it. Um, so so here's what I do, gang. Is that becomes the weekly announcement thing? 
I usually do a, a just a small paragraph of maybe a teaser for the weekend, uh, an outreach event, our movie nights, yeah. uh, outdoor movie nights, something that's a teaser about what's coming up. And then after I say, see you guys this weekend, I'll say, see below. And there is a list of all the upcoming recent events. With and links so they could sign up to the events, they yeah. could join, they could connect, volunteer opportunities. Everything's on there that you would actually put in a bulletin. And then on our, on our, uh, we've used our app and it's yep. got the calendar of events there. If someone wants to see what's going on, that's, you know, that's huge and that's important. Um, and, uh, and, and go from there. It makes uh, it look real quick. It makes it real easy when they get it, when they get the email. For if there is a, a call to action. Oh, uh, I, I want to go sign the, men's, here. the men's rafting trip. Yes, men's rafting trip. They read about it. Oh, my gosh. And then they go, oh, how am I going to find out about this? On the bulletin, they'd have to go to a place. They'd have to log on. On an email, they click a link and automatically sends them there. And all they have to do is fill in the information. It's a done deal. Super easy. Cool. Super convenient. All right. Here is uh, here's, here's a, a pet peeve of mine that I stress <laughs> in every other week in staff meeting. And it's I have to make sure that I'm living it as well. And that is return all emails, Facebook messages, and phone calls within 24 hours. Unless it's uh, Mondays is our day out. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of knows that we're kind of out of pocket there. Um, and here's something I'll tell you pastors that I do on my voicemail it says, this is Dean, leave your message. If you're calling on Monday, that's my day out with my wife and family. I'll return the call on Tuesday. And we have done a really good job of training our church to leave us alone on Mondays. <laughs> they get it. And, and they get it. And so we're, we're, we're displaying a value that family is valuable to us and our rest is valuable to us. And so they respect that. But uh, uh, be diligent about that. Nothing frustrates people more. It feels disrespectful when you don't return a call or have a staff member. You Maybe you can't, but you have a staff member that maybe it fits them more. But I always, if Mike, if I said Mike's going to handle it, I would shoot that person an email and say, Mike's over that area. He'll be in touch with yeah. you. And, and the Facebook messages and um, posting things on your uh, Facebook page, um, you need someone to monitor it. Uh, we forever didn't have anybody monitor it. Now we have somebody that takes care of it. Um, but it, wait, wait, just wait, find somebody. Monitor? monitor, how do you mean? What are there, you talking about? If there's a message, they actually get a notification. They have to click the little notification bar that actually they're going to respond to. Because majority of times when they're asking something on Facebook, it's... Uh, Hey, when's the services? Do you have child care? Uh, what does it look like? You know, and then pretty much all, almost all the answers you refer them back to our websites, but you're hitting them up right then. Um, cool. So you, we definitely want to do that. And everyone gets notifications. Get the person that has the live notifications going to their phone. Something that helped me be a better pastor is before we started the church for six months, I put myself in the seat of mm. the visitor. And we were going and visiting a guest. A guest. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Uh, that'll probably be next session. Um, but I put myself in the in the seat of walking into a new facility. What is that like? I had I had three teenagers at the time, and my one daughter as we're walking across the parking lot. She goes, "Dad, I got to go to the restroom before we go in and sit down." So I walk into this church facility, and we stand there in the lobby, beautiful lobby. And I looked left, and I looked front, and I looked right, and I looked around. And I went, I don't know where a thing is, let alone the restroom. And people don't, I, I'm weird. If, if I'm in the mall, I will not say to somebody or, a, hey, where's the restroom or a store? I will wander. I don't want to, that's just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. a guy thing. You don't want to ask for directions. I guess. We don't ask for directions. 
So uh, what we're intent on is when you walk in, there is constant directions from our parking lot, main entrance, south entrance, north entrance, upper parking lot, lower parking lot, to when you walk in, restrooms, nursery, preschool, auditorium, um, just overload. And here is the goal. If somebody has never been in your facility, could they navigate the property if no one else was in the building? Yeah. And and it's funny because we signs get moved around, things change. We remove walls and stuff, um, and we changed some walls. And I've like t- walked in the front of the building and went, "Where are? Where is everything?" And so it's the easiest thing. You take you and maybe a staff member. You walk outside the building. You walk in the building and say, "Where are the restrooms? Where's the auditorium? Where's the kids check in? Cool. Where's the kids classrooms?" And you can figure it out. All right, then uh, it's really huge. Uh, have somebody, if it's your maintenance person, volunteer team, that you're constantly touching up paint, cleaning the carpet, cleaning the spots, because we become comfortable with things. Yep. And so just getting the fresh eyes on things, uh, fresh perspectives and, and seeing that. And then uh, uh, there's germs and germophobic and all that. Uh, we have hand sanitizers everywhere. Um I actually like it because if you think how many hundreds of hands I shake in the lobby, I kind of like to have access. But I think it just helps people feel, hey, you you value cleanliness and they're at the kids check-ins, they're at the com- computer check-ins and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, give us, give us the, the next one there on the... We always have complaints. It's too loud. Music's too loud. Music's, Music's too, too loud. soft. And, and I get it. People's ears are some are more sensitive than others or... There's all kinds of factors. Um, we supply earplugs, and <laughs> people get upset. People are like, well, why don't you just turn it down? Um, because we do want our praise and worship to feel live. And so when you feel it live, we want people to feel it. Is it over the top? No. Um, but for some people, it might be over the top. So for those people, here's earplugs. And we just we have a box, and we keep it there, and we have people that they're use them. They're in the them. lobby, and they're at the sound booth. Yes, they, they know where to find them. Um, and... As long as they don't keep men while the pastor's preaching, then there's, there might be an issue. But during praise and worship, we get it. Um, and so we definitely make earplugs available. And that's a, that's a way to say, now, now what are we, where, where, where do we run our audio? If I'm a pastor, what's our DB level that we aim for? Oh, man. Uh, Brent, how many? What's our DB level? 98, 95, 92, 95? 95. 95. It's about our peak. 95's our peak. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I did youth for a long time, so I went right to 98, you know. I'm sorry. My ears are ringing. I did <laughs> yeah, too. Hang on. Let me, yep. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's just hit one or two more here, and then we'll have to pick this up next session. Yep. Um, uh, tithing challenge. Uh, we I just finished a series this spring called The Generous Life. I encourage you to go online. I'll have the notes out on DeanHawk.com. Uh, DeanHawk.com has all of my sermon notes, PowerPoints, handouts, all of that. And we're, we're rebuilding that website. And so we'll have it, but right now there's kind of a, a temporary one there. And, uh, the generous life, my assistant's working on getting out. You can watch it though on rockfamilychurch.com. Anyways, I've done this for years. Others have done it. Uh, we put out a 90 day tithing challenge, money back guarantee that if your life is not better after 90 days of tithing, Financially, if you're not better off in that position, yep. that we will refund your money a hundred percent. And uh, and I'm telling you, this has been so. Uh, I just taught the generous life, presented in June. Yeah. I had about seven or eight people uh, fill it out. They have to turn it in. I sign it. They sign it. 
And I'm telling you, this one woman is just absolutely lit up within one week of tithing. I mean, she's come to all of us. Every week, it's a new story. It's a new testimony of what God's doing. And it's just exciting to see. And it just kind of gives people that little extra shove or push to take the leap of faith and begin to tithe. So we're going to make this a two-part. So this is going to be part one. and I got so much more. I know you do. So little things that make a big difference. Catch part two. We're going to go over a lot more. Um, But this is the end of part one. Um, Have a great day. Don't forget, AcceleratePastors.com. You do not want to miss the conference. It's going to be a good one. Cool. God bless you guys. Have a great week. See you on part two. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series, teaching outlines, and PowerPoint, visit deanhawk.com. For more information on our Accelerate Leadership Conference or to register, visit us at accelerapastors.com.